Welcome to Bourbon and Birds by Kentucky Fried Politics. It's Nick Storm. On Bourbon and Birds, we pour bourbon and discuss politics in Kentucky with lawmakers, lobbyists, consultants, and everyone in between, all in an effort to get down in the weeds and figure out the issues. This week's guest is Chris Williams. Chris recently joined the Kentucky League of Cities. But before that, he was with WHAS-TV in Louisville, where he served as a political reporter from 2015 through April of this year. We pick up the interview with Chris by way of introducing a new segment to the program. I want to look backwards though. You mentioned Matt Bevan, and yeah. you know we both have some some interesting Matt Bevan stories. But one of the you know sort of featurey things I want to do on Kentucky Fried Politics is talk to. By the way, this is great. This is great. Well, I love your podcast. You. I love your blog, and I love watching these things. And, and it's not just because I knew you way back then, but I think <laughs> what you're doing is different and it's fun. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Well, one of those fun things that I want to start doing is having these conversations with, with guys with a lot of experience covering uh, Kentucky state politics, uh, and and ask you, you know, what's your your favorite or funniest or best Kentucky politics sort of behind the scenes moment or story uh, from from your time covering uh, Kentucky politics? Well, two, and I'll start with the least headline making one first. Sure. The I'm trying to remember which year it was because the years all blend together. Oh, I know it. I know it. It was yeah. the year that we were looking at issues with JCPS uh-huh. and um, uh, Matt Bevan was governor, and it was Derby Week, and we were at Churchill Downs in the backside, and they were announcing he and David Osborne or Robert Stivers were announcing uh, some legislation or signing a piece of legislation that benefited the the, the, the horse industry, and. Of course, I'm going there because the big question was he had just named um, the new school. Uh, oh, superintendent. Superintendent. Uh-huh. Uh, in, uh, or uh, uh, commissioner of education. And there was questions about how things were going to impact JCPS. So as we all gathered around to get our gaggles, and this was pre-COVID, so I mean, we were <laughs> together. And I had a photog working for me that day, big guy and uh, named Chris. Big guy, you could stand over everybody. So I got right up in the fray. And I start grilling Bevan on these issues, and about six questions into it, like I'm asking follow-ups, and there were reporters who clearly did not cover politics on a regular basis, right? And so they knew we're getting what we need. Just sit back and watch. Exactly. About the sixth question in, Bevan says, "You guys gonna let Chris answer all the questions or what?" <laughs> so that I just keep going. And uh, my boss texted me right afterwards. It was like that was that was really funny, but. The he he was like that though, right? He was like that. He always answered my questions, and he and he was, you know, he did his thing. Yeah. He answered, and some people saw it as him being really clever and going after the yeah. media, and some people saw it as smarmy. Whatever side you, of the aisle was on, how you saw it, but I never took it personally because um, I just kind of let it roll off and just keep going. Sure. I didn't want to get sure. sidetracked on, uh, you know. I don't. I'm not going to take this personally. I got to keep focused on what we're what we're here to talk about. And right. I gotta get, right. Try to get the answer to the question. But then that brings us to the the headline around the world, which was the day that he made the comments about the teacher protests. Right. And he made the three comments about uh, children ingesting poison, being sexually assaulted, and um, and that uh, because the teachers had protested, uh, well, while the teachers were protesting. 
And that came about because, if you remember, that was the day there were four of his vetoes that were overridden. Right. It was a Friday afternoon. It was late. Um, I was getting ready. I was just going to go try to grab a burger, knowing I was going to work till way late on a Friday night. And as I'm driving past the east steps of the Capitol, there's Matt Bevin and a couple of his staffers. So I put the car in a park right in front of the mansion, <laughs> grabbed my camera mic, I raced up the hill, and I got about 60 feet from him, and he acknowledged me, and I acknowledged him, and then I wait, was willing to wait for him to get done with this mm -hmm. private conversation. The tie loose, relaxed, and everything. And then uh, a couple of, one of your buddies came out, Marcus Green came out, and then right. Kevin came out. Right. And they were like, are you going to talk to the governor? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to leave it. <laughs> and uh, when the governor got done having his conversation, he came over, and we started giving him a hard time about it. It was like, just kind of chiding him about it. And I think the question to, uh, for mine was, man, what's it like to be on the same side as Jim Wayne and Attica Scott today? <laughs> because they had voted not to override the vetoes. He says, oh, I was there before Jim and Attica were there, you know, and he does this thing. Where, and, he, and he's having fun with it. Right. And Kevin asked him about the teachers, and it was like a switch flipped in his head. Two minutes into that rant, when he finished talking, I wasn't sure what I'd heard. Right. And, and I was trying to form another question, and I tried, I tried to throw a question out there just to slow him up so I could get my thoughts, because I, I thought, surely he didn't, he didn't just say that. I, I, mis, I misheard something. <laughs> and then, because Marcus Green was holding my mic for me, great guy, and he tosses his my mic, he says, I'll see you later. <laughs> and Marcus, within five minutes, has his tweet out there, which oh, was yeah, viral. Yeah, yeah. And then we had the whole video up online so people could see the whole five or six minutes within like 25 minutes, a half hour when it happened. And... Uh, putting it into context, we wanted to put it in the context so people could see the whole conversation, because we knew we would get mm -hmm. accused of us going there just to upset the governor and try to try to take his words out of context, and then we hadn't. Right, right. Now, there's there's more to this story. I want to hear more of this story, but to, to put it back into context, this is the day, or there were multiple days, if I remember correctly, where teachers would show up on... Oh, yeah, this the, is the first year of that. Too. Right, right, the steps of the Capitol, they would overtake the uh, the mall in, in front, uh, they you know, inside, they'd be inside. It would, it would be a sea of red shirts right. inside the Capitol, right. and they were wanting their voice heard. Right, and this was all around teacher pensions. And, yeah, and this was, I, this may have been the first time that the teachers had called in sick, right? And that schools in several districts were closed, mm -hmm. and so there were thousands of teachers. Uh, this wasn't even on the biggest day of those protests. Right. We saw protests where there were, you know, maybe seven thousand people outside. Right. Um, but this was this was uh, wasn't even on the biggest day. It was on the, the day that the vetoes were overridden. But uh, there were. Yeah, it was really an interesting <laughs> time. It was, it's an interesting time to be covering politics in Kentucky. Right, right. And so, you know, as media, we often get the blowback, right? Like people say, hey, you took him out of context. context. Right. You, you know, you're, you're not putting the full story out there. You provoked him. And that's what happened to you, right? Or the journalist well, there that day. I, you know, Saturday I came to work. You know, Saturday we had to work because they were having another day. It was the last day of the session. Monday morning I'm driving into the office and... I hear Leland Conway on his radio show. Very effective radio show, right. by the way. Yeah. I, you know, he was a lot of fun to listen to when he was on that station. Um, but he starts expressing an opinion as though we had twisted his words or we had tried to get the governor to say these inflammatory remarks. And I started seeing red. And I was so <laughs> angry. As soon as I got into the office, I called Terry Miners, because I know Terry through WHS. Right. Right. Terry's a great guy and I'm like you got to set this Leland guy straight we didn't do any of this stuff he is making it about us and it's not so he says here's Leland's phone number 
you call him and tell him yourself. So I texted Leland, <laughs> and the guy, give him credit. Right away, in a break, he calls me. Got this wrong, this event. I just tweeted about it, and I tagged you in the tweets. Marcus Green was retweeting me because he back it up the story. I don't think he interrupted me for like eight minutes as wow. I told the story. <laughs> so, you know, Leland was a fair guy and was like, okay, let me hear the story. This is how it went down. And I said it had nothing to do with us trying to make him say something. It, it didn't. Oh. And you didn't have to do that with no, Bevan. No, no. You don't have to do that with Matt Bevan. Interview him, ask him questions, and if he talks to you, um, you know, there'll be a headline there. Right, right. Well, I, you know, we both covered politics in Kentucky for for a long time, and you know, I can't think of anybody in the in the scope of uh, the scope of politicians I talked to that were like Matt Bevin that had that sort of paper thin epidermis. Well, uh, I don't think I see. I don't think I don't know if that's the case. Yeah. I don't know yeah. him personally to know that that's sure. the case. But I think, you know, a lot of us had said, you know, he was Trump before Trump was Trump on how to deal with the media. Right. And so he had his playbook. And you saw the when the when, when Donald Trump was running for president and was elected, you saw early on some of that strategy. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and Matt Bevin was one of the first people who they would put out these new video news releases on Facebook. Right, right. No one's going to ask questions at a news conference if you put it out. And now everybody does it. And then the pandemic also limited access to public sure. officials. Sure, sure. You know, killed me my last my last year doing it, but um, so I don't. But I don't. I don't think that it is. It's. I don't know if I would describe it that way. You yeah. paper thin, but and I don't think you should talk about Matt Bevin in the present in the, in the past. <laughs> I'm not like you thinking that it's a governor's run. Yeah, I think there. But I. But I. I. But uh, you know, I. I don't. I've never had a conversation with no. him personally where we've talked about his future. Yeah, but. Um, but I, but I, but I think the guy is an is a present figure. He's not a past figure. Well, absolutely. I, he's. Uh, I, th I think you're right on that. And you know, whether or not he ends up running for governor or senate at some point in time, or you know, something else, the guy's definitely not gone away. No, he's, he's, no, <laughs> no, no. He hasn't gone away. Right now, he's running. Uh, uh, yeah, his his uh, his son's race team. Right. I mean, you watch him on Twitter, and right. it's all about you know, it's all about his son's uh, budding NASCAR. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for him. Good for him. There's uh, there's plenty more political stories to talk about, uh, but Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there. Uh, thank you so much for your time. You know, Nick, I can't thank you enough for having me, and uh, for those of you who watched this whole thing and found it at least interesting enough, uh, thank you. But uh, so proud of the career that you've created. Really, seriously. Well, thank you. It was 19 years ago, 17, 19 years ago. You were a camera operator in a studio on a show that I anchored, and you were great then. You were a great guy, a hard worker, and you are now. And with this this uh, website you've got and, wow. and everything, I, I can't wish you anything but success. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Bourbon and Birds by Kentucky Fried Politics. Make sure you're following all the Frankfurt gossip on KentuckyFried.com. Next week's guest will be Representative Adam Koenig.